Are we definitely recording? Uh, yeah. Okay. That's when it's solid red. Uh, yeah. Recording. Alec has head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Knees and toes. Tongue, mouth, blisters everywhere. I know nothing about this disease. This is one of those. Alex sent the text yesterday. We were going to record. What is it? July 19th? I've heard of it, but yeah, I didn't yeah. know what it was at all. Yeah, no, no, I've, I've heard of it. And it's like, oh, God, you get blisters on your palms yeah, and your hands and terrible. your feet. You can't walk. You're coughing. Alex said he has sore in his mouth. I don't know if I'm giving too much HIPAA information away here. Either way, we told him to go ahead and take the, the day off. We can call him. It's now been a month off. It's been, this is the third episode. And he's another baby on the way. I think it's the, the fourth, diners. I think it's fire. actually the fourth episode because we recorded two at once. Yes. So but the listeners has been four. Over so. two weeks. Yeah. Oh. It's been a bit. So he, he's busy. He got a lot going on he right now. He said he's going to start listening. Yeah, <laughs> try and listen to the episode. in the group. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to have to start listening back. <laughs> yeah, so our audience knows. Alec is not. He doesn't remember anything he says. That's why he's like, the episode like today, I don't even know what storylines <laughs> he's keeping on track of. I think he's busy. He's got a lot on his plate. The so. big one I spent today was the Hunter Biden whistleblowing. We're going to save that for a following episode because I got a whole bunch of different type of material that I want to talk about, talk to you about how we organize distributing this. Let's stick with the headlines. This has been brewing for about a month now. The Hollywood writer strike. Just in the last week, the actors decided to join them. So like Matt Damon walked off the video premiere of Oppenheimer in solidarity. You see a bunch of Hollywood actors in California on the picket lines. What do you think the dispute is about? They want more money. No. They want more guaranteed work. They want to, like, guarantee how many people are on an assignment. You know, like, if you're shooting a movie, there should be X. You know, we need... Like, if you're Jimmy Kimmel, he's so bad at comedy. You know, we need 10 people. And... Right there's an example why I keep the ox on zero. Because yeah, I'm smashing the table. <laughs> because of stuff like that. You get <laughs> mad at me for it. it, it no, that's that's. And you can even hear the buzz one way too. If you, when I first heard the story, I was more thinking along the lines of script writers for the Colbert Show, mm-hmm. political speech writers that, quite frankly, already could be replaced by AI. Right, right. They I, want guaranteed spots. They want like these shows to have to have X amount of writers, guaranteed jobs, like a union. The union just like, because their jobs are getting, they're, they're jobs that probably won't exist anymore. Other yeah. than in, like, it, it can be a lot, lot more simplified. You might need, still need some. You're still going to need humans. Like humans aren't going to go away. But do you need a whole team of writers? Look at it this way. When the comedians are out there just doing, they're doing the same thing, nightly shows. That Jimmy Kimmel is the same kind of product, and they're writing their own jokes right now. I think, unless some are they paying? I no, don't know. All these so. live shows, as this strike continues, what we're watching happening is mm-hmm. inter- the internet, decentralized media, is yeah. filling the void. As this strike prolongs, the question is: if you are an ex- so you got to look at this from. I think it's because there's no more gatekeepers. That's Ice Cube's whole thing right now. That's I, I've been inspired on Twitter by Ice Cube's. He's we were blocked by, before. Like, you were you were yes. you controlled could. with the internet, and the government tried to get in the way, 
when you everyone was they pushing successfully on, did during what, COVID. Yeah, but they wanted to do net neutrality, whatever that you know that shit. That was their first attempt to take control of the um, internet. If they would have got that through, could you imagine? We wouldn't have no control. There would be no uh, free posting. But but right now, if you look at the way a movie is set, Even like up, TV, a movie or a TV show, you have five to ten stars. Mm-hmm. These are people paid millions of dollars because they portray the character that is ideal for the show script. On top of that, you have hundreds of extras. People that just play maybe four episodes in a season. Maybe just one. And they can just get CGI'd in. Maybe in a movie. A lot of times, these are the people that are on the up. They're trying to climb the Hollywood ladder. And so you move, you take these jobs. You own, they're not paid much. And that's where you saw people like Rob Perlman come out and threaten to burn down Bob Iger's house. Saying that you don't realize what you're doing right now is these people that you're currently unemploying, they can't make rent. They've been living in California above their means, and you'll have a whole bunch of people on the East Coast that'll go, this wasn't a lifestyle that should have ever been. Well, if they are valuable, though, what should happen is we should get more shows. Well, they should be able to get jobs doing more. Like it should be, The price should come down to develop them because you have less staffing. We should be able to spread it out. More people can get into the position. Like, Really, like it, it should be affordable for somebody to create a show in today's society. I think a positive out of this, if you're going to take one, would be more independent media, mm-hmm. news, movie, organizations, cinematic. They're going to be able to, like people like me and you might be able to make a movie. With, yeah, we if you invest movie. in the proper, like, couple thousand dollars for the proper footage, lighting. I don't know about CGI and shit. And that, so that's... But what, we could shoot it. Like, honestly, you could probably could shoot a pretty, like, fairly decent movie. The, the crux of this Hollywood it's strike... Like an <laughs> the, the crux of this Hollywood strike is the way AI looks at us humans. Is we're a sack of digits. Mm-hmm. We have a bunch of metabiotic data. How tall you are, how wide your shoulders are, when you smile, how far your lips move, how much your eyes wrinkle. That's unique to each person. If you're someone like, let's take Stephen Colbert, who's put his entire body on camera for 20 years, Mm -hmm. you can recreate what's called his digital twin. Yeah, Courtney was just telling me about this. She saw uh, documentaries out. What do you, how much... If I have Matt Damon, if I have Stephen Colbert, John Oliver, if I have their digital twin, and I have AI writers, what do I need Stephen Colbert for anymore? I can just have the writers make his body move perfectly how I want it to. I have all the data, all the coordinates, like a Madden football game. Mm -hmm. Now, so that's, I'm talking Colbert. Currently, the strike is these extras. These people that they appear once in the background of a movie. They're the zombies when you go see a Walking Dead show. These aren't prime actors. And the question is, is how much should a studio have to pay them? If they have to show up in person, that's respectable money. But if I'm just paying for your digital twin... They should have to pay them what people are willing to do it for. And the que- So what the actors are saying is we want paid the same as we were for a digital twin before AI existed. What the studio is saying is, is I can go take Gregor Craig's digital twin for a quarter of the price and they're not getting paid anything right now we just need a body you're an extra 
This isn't like a Matt Damon or a Colbert where we have to replicate your personality. They will be able to. That's why you see the actors striking because there will be a day when, like we see with Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones, the rerun, the rewrite, the, I don't even know what you call this. But what they're saying is, is basically we can time capsule the best you that exists yeah, and play it on a loop. They're, they're pretty much can make... They're, they're very close to being able to just make like people that aren't even people. What's the skill of an actor? They're why, not going to need a real person. Why would you pay more to go see a Denzel Washington? Who's your favorite actor? <laughs> I don't have a favorite actor. You're not, yeah, you're not a movie. You're just, you're just, you don't movie consume guy. this. And that's what's I think it's garbage anyway. So a certain like, number of audience. So, okay, take my word for this. What makes for a good actor is facial control. Is your ability to say something, lie, mm-hmm. act. And your face convinced the audience that you believe what you're saying. When you're playing the character of someone you love died, then when you're crying, you can go, wow, that's a real cry, not, oh, that's fake. We are living in an era now where the AI can make you acting better than you can. Where you can take Denzel Washington, get him at his best, save that. Mm-hmm. And then why do we need old Denzel? What's his skill set? His ability to memorize lines? Well, the computer has no problem with that. That's a skill set that an actor need to have that is non it's not valid. The computer's better. You can pick not only what lines it says, the facial expression it makes as it says the lines. Mm-hmm. So we're watching what I think is a cataclysmic shift in culture. Where for the first time ever, I want to be recording more because I'm looking at late night, canceled. Hollywood, canceled. Primetime movies. Going into the end of summer, into the school season, this is all canceled. And if the negotiating lines is extras want their digital twin to get paid as much as they are in real life, I'm sorry, that won't happen. And I, I, I support them because I'm against AI in all its capacities. I think AI yeah. is going to ruin this world. I've been very consistent on that. Hollywood just kind of whistled Dixie past the graveyard. And now it's looking at like, all of a sudden our jobs are getting taken up. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Who'd you think? When we were watching this and it was making rap songs, when it was making Drake songs better than Drake makes songs, mm-hmm. what did we think was going to happen? Like that to me has been very clear and Hollywood has been very much gouge your eyes out. We just support Democrats without asking any questions. Now all of a sudden, Bob Iger, Disney and company, these execs, you're replaceable. The question we've had for a couple episodes now is what can you do better than the machine? Mm-hmm. Can they create a computer that does a better job of being you than you. And what does that mean existentially? Hollywood right now is on the front lines and I don't see this resolving itself for the better. And when I say for the better, for the better of the people striking. This might create a scenario where alt, where there's an alternative Hollywood, mm-hmm. where there's more of a intellectual dark web, where there's more of a people, maybe we can make our own movies. Like if you have a really quality camera on your phone, the editing skills you still need tools like they use those little trains to move the uh, camera forward you'll need like harnesses drones like a gimbal for drone cameras like the, but these are things that we could use on our own if yeah. we wanted I mean, to make still, an action scene but it would still cost a pretty decent amount of money to like it's not like it's cheap is it a hundred million is it closer to a hundred million or one million though i don't think they should have to be spending that much money i don't right? i don't th- like i don't think so either because with not, drones and stuff like how how are you not able to produce these? What, what what i'm saying is is there is no actor in hollywood right now that is worth a premium 
There is nobody that can demand over everyone else. You have to pay me $10 million to appear in your film. If you can take Greg Troutman's digital twin and make him act perfectly, and he's saying, I have $10,000 is fine by me, then fuck George Clooney. That job might not exist anymore. I no. think, and that's where, so what, in Europe, there's ways that you can take possession of your digital twin. That's why I'm introducing this concept to you and our audience. Digital twin, you're going to hear it a lot more. This has to do with intellectual um, uh, intellectual property. How much do you own of yourself? Once you put yourself on camera, once we recorded us, you have a picture of everything Greg does when he's seated like this. If you put me in a movie where I'm standing up, I'm doing sex scenes, I'm naked, you got my coordinates, you can make me do whatever you want. What if I say I don't want to? What if Denzel Washington, seriously though, what if Denzel Washington or Ice Cube, any of these, Ashton Kutcher, comes out and says, I don't want you to use my likeness in this movie. I don't agree with it. And they go, no, we bought your likeness. You sold it to us. You'll do what we say. Your digital body would do what we tell it to. Did, what, did they sell it to him? We're figuring out now how do you sell your soul, your digital soul. You don't. You you give it for like you'd have to see like a script, right? They're arguing now. They want guaranteed that when you take my digital soul, you're gonna pay the same thing you would my regular soul. And the studio company's going, No. If we if you don't have to do anything but give us your metabiotics, your digital data, mm-hmm. your digital health data. Someone else wrote the script, someone else is running the computers. What did you do? The skill that George Clooney had before is he he's built, a good actor. No, he built he built his um his brand, but that's behind him. The whole reason they want him to be on the show. But you can find someone that looks almost exactly like George Clooney that's not a good actor, and make their digital twin a very good actor. So when George Clooney's going, I want demanded this much money. When Ryan Gosling for the Barbie movie, which is basically a digital twin, he's playing a a Barbie doll, mm-hmm. Ken. When he goes, I want paid my $10 million to make this movie. And they go, we can get someone that looks just like you, but their hair is an inch shorter. And we can have, we'll just have... Well, then that's just how the cookie crumbles. That means you got to be better than your competition, you know? (sighs) Or else your wage goes down. If you're not, it's all about the value. So then... There was a skill in acting. Lying. Ability to portray someone that's not you. Mm -hmm. Can you lie better than the machine? The machine has no feelings. You have feelings. Yeah. You have a person You, you get you a role You still have the voice They'll probably still have them Do the voice right On Twitter spaces I can change my voice They have filters That I can speak In right, 15 right, right, different right, tones right. But There's if they're no, looking For that actor's voice They're gonna have to Voice it right If it's that valuable like If it's Morgan Freeman maybe If we're talking like The voice of God I never actually listen to The majority of voices How replaceable are they um, How much more important Is that you have someone That will do what you say How you want it that's your goal in the perfect casting is if I'm going to hire an actor, I want them to say as a director, I want them to say what I want them to say. I don't want them to go, oh, I'm against this. I, this is too feminist. This is too masculine. I, I don't want any of that. And I want them to act it out well. Finding a group of, there's not a whole lot of people that practice that. There's not a whole lot of people that are good liars. Good job at taking on different roles in their own. Putting themselves in someone else's shoes and projecting the emotions you want them to do. We talk down on actors a lot, but that was a skill set. But I'm saying that's all replaced. We're looking at AI. And I, I, originally, I was concerned what happens to the waiter? What happens to the bartender? What happens to the barista, the cashier? 
these kind of college level you're not going to get rich doing it but maybe it's enough to get your own apartment i think the thing we're getting lucky with is that the population is kind of decreasing people because aren't people reproducing ha- as- yeah people didn't have as many kids so that's why we see like there's just an abundance of available jobs and which is a good thing for the person who uh wants to make money and you know? for business owners for we're going to see ai as a way to save money mm-hmm. to cut the amount of staff you need we're watching it go across all the fields. Right now, I just want to draw attention to front lines is Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I don't think they got a chance. I don't, I don't think, I don't, where they're negotiating right now, I feel bad for them. But where were they when the truckers started getting automated? Where were they during the radiologists? The truckers? Automatic about, driving. Yeah, they've been worried about that forever. That's what I'm saying, but it's happening. It's slowly. Still, anybody can get a trucking job. Exactly. High if you too. watch the truck drivers right now, are it's rough on the roads. You got rookies out there driving very, very big, heavy vehicles. Yeah, because they, they need drivers. Because they need drivers. We won't in ten years if we continue down the AI. That's just that's five years from now. Hollywood, I didn't. Expect. People just aren't choosing to go do that job. Yeah, and sooner or later they they won't have that choice. That job just won't be there. I don't. You'll, you'll have like trains you'll have truck monitors the How, truck self-drives you and think you get people a are going to feel comfortable there. with those giant trucks and nobody's behind the wheel if it gets in an accident I feel more comfortable with that than a 17 year old who barely got his driver's license they're not 17 they got to be at least 21 right now you, t- the access to be a truck driver is very very minimal it's still same with cross, military to cross state lines it's 21 and it's 18 if it's uh, within the state. I think I trust a robot more than a 21-year-old pothead. Well, they're definitely not on pot either. I think, yeah, most people who are going to drive a truck for 10 hours a day are smoking a little, little ganja. This is an all-time stoner position. There are country songs written about this. But that's a job that drug tests. <laughs> Unless you're an owner Craig, you don't get drug tested, but you know the boss. You saw the White House. We don't have fingerprints. <laughs> Come on. You don't. If the guy's doing his job, he doesn't get drug tested. There's not, that's just not a, certain people get drug tested in certain jobs. I always got drug tested. Hunter Biden doesn't get drug tested. I want his hair tested. I want cocaine lasts up to a month in your hair. Only three days in your blood, (laughs) not in your breath at all. I want all 500 of these coke suspects to submit their hair. And we might see Hunter has to make his appearance next Thursday. If all of a sudden he comes in skinhead, no hair. Why'd you shave your head, Hunter? Mm-hmm. I think I know why. He's been missing one day 16. Hunter has not made an appearance since the snow day on the July 4th, where he was just having fun out on the balcony. Just jonesing. <sighs> the importance of it is if he would fail a drug test, he can't accept his plea deal. But we just had that hearing today. We're going to get into that in the next episode. Let's continue on current event subjects. Um. Jam, oh yeah, people are gonna. Ryan will be irritated about this. What? We have. We're just approaching the Jan Six, big indictment. A couple of days ago, Trump truthed out. He's getting arrested for treason, I think. Instigating a riot. Cool. Yeah, I got nothing to add to it. Don't vote for him. Tune in to our beneath the kimono. Understanding the Biden crime family. If you think Jan 6 is impeachable, 
Let me tell you a little about something about Euromaidan. Something that happened in Ukraine about 10 years ago that makes Jan 6 look like a do you think elementary that, birthday party. Do you think there's a chance that Democrats could be trying to kind of prop Trump up to get elected? I've been going round and round. Because they don't want people. RFK. I feel like they could. But how see does a huge propping Trump up doesn't mitigate the chances that RFK wins? The worst case scenario for the DNC is Trump versus RFK. Yeah, but do you think the DNC wants him to be in control? Do you? Th- do I? They seem they like it was almost like as soon as the news broke, they immediately um, called out the dogs to like cancel them, right? Like immediately episodes from like years ago started getting taken down. Yes. So like they didn't even hesitate to try to you know fizzle him out no and but, but we still got one of our assumptions is rule of thumb the more you censor him mm-hmm. like this whole indictment the only news i have from that is every republican has to go to his defense everyone running against him do you think everybody knows about him by now well, not everybody but like all the voters well, like a trump percent no rfk no no i i think there's half of the democratic base that if you're just getting your news from cnn twitter he's a grifter Today's this week's thing was he's an anti-Semite. Did you see that? Is no. he he had a leaked out video where he dared post the conspiracy that if this did come from a lab, like we believe it is now, what are the odds that la- that lab was in the best interest of the American people? If you if you're under RFK's understanding, all of the who. All of our governments, NIH, all of our um, medical associations, they're military cutouts. They're all funded from the military budget. And the goal of the military, if you're looking at bioweapons, is to create a disease that you could unleash on your opponent that just hurts them genetically and not you. So you'd want to create, if you're China— a bioweapon that hurt Americans and Chinese or Americans and Russians more than it would Chinese. So you have a gene editing lab that you test these viruses against different types of cells. Now, back in the day, the reason you couldn't, when I say back in the day, the original two weeks to stop the spread pandemic, that first year, you couldn't even doubt that this came from a wet market because the assumption was if you're saying it came from a bio lab, that's hostile military intent. That's Fauci's a war criminal. He wasn't trying to defend us against some future potentially gain-of-function virus. He was doing gene editing on current viruses in the wild to make them more contag- contagious to human people. What humans it was more contagious to, we don't know. And when you listen to the full RFK soundbite, he doesn't say that he knows for sure. He's saying that when you look at the numbers, there are two different types of people that seem to handle COVID naturally better than others. Do we know why? No, because we can't run the tests. But at first, like three days ago, they were trying to run it as anti-Semitic. A good bit of Jewish RFK supporters came out on Twitter, rallied behind him. He's more pro-Israel than half of the Democratic Party that walked out on the Israeli speaker today, the Taib, Taibi and AOC in the, in the crowd. Like, he's definitely not anti-Semitic. And if you really want to relitigate this, the, the true believers, the true tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists, yeah, I think Fauci not only was sponsoring the tests in the Wu lab, 
but his goal was not in the best interest of the American people. Who he was trying to screw, I can't tell for sure. We aren't given access to that kind of information. But if we're willing to admit we know for certain it came from the Wu Labs, within the debate is, was it intentional or was it not? And RFK simply thought, he wrote a multi-thousand page book explaining Fauci over the past 30 years. So I encourage anybody who really feels that he's a menace to society, they should at least try and refute his primary sources. But that was a story that dominated. Right now, he is a hearing in two days. On Friday, he's going to be hearing in front of the House um, Censorship Committee about censorship during early COVID. And he's going to be doing a live, like what we watched today with the Hunter Whistleblowers. Six hours, he's going to be able to fight Democrats. I'm going to be on it. Don't worry. I'll have watched every minute of that. I can't wait. This is a big chance for him to, if Joe Biden won't take a debate, there were 13 committee Democrats that all get five minutes to question him. You can win this. You can Tony Stark it and come in and prove that I'm smarter than every Democrat that is currently sitting in the House of Representatives. And if Hotez won't take your debate, if Joe Biden won't take your debate, it's these, it's these guys' jobs. Come on, AOC. End of the ring. And come in the ring with RFK Jr. Let's see how that works out for you. I'd like to see it. There's a bunch of members. Adam Schiff, Ted Lieu. We, we got a host. We got a crew of Democrats. Sure, let's see them fight RFK one-on-one-on-one-on-one. On one on one on one. I think it'll be good TV. It's supposed to be aired this Friday. Democrats are trying to argue that he shouldn't be allowed to speak because he's an anti-Semite. I don't think that holds up. That's where the argument stands as of July 19th. Um, the Tucker-Tate debate. Did you watch any of that? No. You didn't see any of Tucker did a two-and-a-half-hour interview, his ninth episode of his Twitter podcast. He did interviewing Andrew Tate. I haven't seen any of his Twitter podcasts. Oh, I wasn't a Tucker fan. Yeah, I guess because you don't watch cable. Yeah. So like I don't know. I, you don't, would, I don't even think about it. I guess I, I mean, don't. I guess I, would I don't play enough clips because I know our audience. His laugh really annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not good. I hate it's not. <laughs> it makes it seem like he's joking. Around. <laughs> yeah, but then I realize he's not even joking around. No, he's on. This is real laugh. That's his, just that's, how he laughs. That's honest talk. He thinks it's funny. He's just ah. <laughs> just a squeaky like, and his whole body starts. <laughs> Do you want to play some clips from that? I don't care. L- really? Yeah, let me let me let me get some of these fired up because it, it's vintage Tucker and basically what they had him do. You are a Glenn Beck fan, right? Uh, to an extent, yeah. I think you were. You and Bert were the first I, people to introduce me to him. Yeah, would, he poured gasoline on himself during Obama's presidency, while, saying that Obama was trying to set the country on fire. Yeah, but I, don't know, I haven't listened to him anymore since Rush. I only really went to AM radio because of Rush. But they just happened to be on before Rush, so I'd listen to them. Damn. Okay, I got them here. All right. You ready? No, let me get the Nikki Haley one if I have it. Okay. We're going through, going through Mike right Pence. Mike Pence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I had such a problem recording these. We'll just do the Mike Pence versions. Dead air. Um, here we go. 28. The setting is we have a town hall hosted by the Blaze. 
Glenn Beck is running like main commentary. He's the one, one of the main, what would you call them? He created the Blaze? I think he's like the owner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's, his, it's his media. I baby. think he has like investors. Or the something. thing is, is on Saturday, he's getting more viewings than Fox. Mm-hmm. And all he did was he saw that Fox fired their number one anchor and said, do you want to moderate our presidential town hall? And Tucker goes hard. He just annihilates candidate after candidate on Ukraine. Just keeps slamming them on it, doing his laugh. The most contentious is Mike Pence. This should be the end of Mike Pence's political career. Powers government did usurp uh, over the past several years is, is the right to yeah, decide what medicine like you take in the form of, of COVID mandates. Um, how did you feel about that? And how many COVID shots did you take? And how do you feel about it now, in retrospect? How many COVID shots did you take? Zero. <laughs> what the hell? But I think it's fair, and I, and I can see that you recoiled when I asked you that question. Um, and I don't think, honestly, you should be asking people about their medical care, but that became okay. a, a matter of public policy. I, and I, I teed that up wrong. This is Asa Hutchinson, why the governor on, of Arkansas. Why do you have it on time? Because they talk very slow. And if I played this at 1.0 speed, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to tune out. This is upbeat. This is coked up, Ada Hutchinson. Let's just let him answer this question here and see how much sense this makes. If, if you're listening to us at 1.5, take it down to normal speed. I'm speeding up for you. The powers the government did usurp uh, over the past several years is, is the right to decide what medicine you take in the form of, of COVID mandates. Um, how did you feel about that? And how many COVID shots did you take? And how do you feel about it now, in retrospect? How many COVID shots did you take? Zero. Oh. Ah. But, but I think it's fair, and I, and I can see that you recoiled when I asked you that question. Um, and I don't think, honestly, you should be asking people about their medical care, but that became a, a matter of public policy. And I do think that the whole country ought to pause and assess, like, what did we just go through? What, How do we feel what, about it now? And I that's so it's a very straightforward question. Well, I'll give you a straightforward okay. answer no. on uh, a number of points there. Uh, first of all, uh, in Arkansas, we had no governmental mandates. In fact, we passed a law he that fired. Would, he, they couple, um, I thought, yeah, I thought that was the debate. No, that's breaking news. Tucker just revealed that during this town hall. No, he never did one job. And when you look at his episodes, he quit going into the office. He set up, he built his own office Mm. in his house. He did his own Tucker originals, his morning show. He does the telecom. He just quit going in. He said, if I need the vax to go in, I'm not going in. And he managed to keep the show successful. Having everybody either drive to him Go out in the country to his little So now go to Twitter. He already has the set then. Already has it all set up. He just can't do it for money. As of now, he's under Fox's contract. They so he's still him. getting paid though? Yeah. He's still getting paid by so Fox. So he's just doing his thing to keep his name relevant. And the question is, is he allowed to speak for free? Can Fox actually tell him, we're going to pay you and tell you you have to shut up? That seems like a First Amendment violation. I think most people... Yeah, I don't think they can do that, right? Let's, let's listen a little more Tucker going ham. I'm confused. On this question, it's very clear that the Zelensky government has arrested priests for having views they disagree with. That's not consistent with religious liberty, isn't it? Question of his treatment of Christians within Ukraine. The Zelensky government has raided convents in denomination Ukraine Orthodox. ...of our elections by letting states like Iowa, like Indiana, every state across... No, I failed. I, I was trying to record it live. It was not letting me on my phone. Like, I tried to set it at a certain time. The clip is, Tucker goes, you're concerned that Zelensky in Ukraine isn't getting enough money for tanks, but you're not concerned about the homeless encampments and the open border. Like, we're going to send all these billions to Ukraine, but you don't care anything about what's going on in America? And Pence says, I don't care. And it was just one of those, this is the issue. 
why would you who is voting for this guy and i guess the question is running against trump yeah. yeah and my question now is i've been talking to a bunch of people about this and what do you think pence is gonna say let me pose the question. Oh, this could be actually interesting. Let me pose the question this debate. way, because Chris Christie has also made the debate stage. There's going to be 10 of them. Trump right now. When is this? August 23rd in in Wisconsin, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Fox is hosting it. I think it's Brett Baer and Martha McCallum. Where in Wisconsin? Milwaukee. That's where the the Republicans are holding their holding their convention. It tells, is that where the first debates can be at too? Mm-hmm. Okay, so hotels in Milwaukee. Uh, what dates? August twenty third. August twenty third. I'm assuming that's a weekend night. I have no idea. I've not looked. You think they schedule it for weekends? Oh. No, it's a Wednesday. Okay. But uh, hotel rooms are affordable. I think I well. So how much is a flight to Milwaukee? If you're Trump, do you take the de- right now? He's he says he's not. Do you think he should take this debate stage or not? Should Trump? Yeah, he's polling at above fifty percent. DeSantis at the best of polls is around twenty four percent. Vivek is moving into a pretty solid third number three. Mm-hmm. There does not seem to Tim Scott star faded. He got beat up by Tucker. Nikki Haley got beat up by Tucker. Pence beat up by Tucker. Chris Christie refuses to debate Tucker, but is demanding to debate Trump. And that's where I've been following Christie a lot on Twitter. There's a danger to Trump taking the stage with him. Because he's not playing to win. He is playing to knock out Trump. Everything he's going to interrupt, he's going to be rude, he's going to be disgusting and crass. But he's going in there with one mission, and that is to take out Donald. He doesn't care who wins. He's not trying to win. That's not his goal. He's on a suicide mission. And that's so my question to you is if you're Trump and you know this is going to be a 10-person open debate, and one of the candidates has a suicide, a kamikaze mission towards you. What's the point of you showing up? How do you handle that? Where everything you say, Chris Christie's going to keep going, you're a triple indicted. You should be in jail. You're a criminal. And then you have people like Ron DeSantis making legitimate arguments against him that he didn't handle COVID well. That for a Republican, there are a lot of Republican governors who are a lot better anti-mask mandates, anti-lockdowns, not forcing vax mandates. Trump let blue state governors. This is DeSantis's ace in the hole. This is RFK's ace in the hole. At the end of the day, Trump not only didn't fire Fauci, he enabled him. When a lot of the lockdown could have been handled if Trump had been the you're fired guy and taken out Fauci and Dr. Burke, that whole crew, but the, he decided instead of siding with R.F. Kennedy Jr. and Dr. Robert Malone, he decided to go team Fauci and Burke. And that allowed blue state governors to go, Trump defaulted expertise to Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci says close. End of story. We're done negotiating. And then Trump would go out and say, you got to inject vitamin D into your veins. And it's like, well, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. But you should get sun. 
Like the, the message Donald was go outside and get 30 minutes of sunshine a day. That's what everyone should get to get that vitamin D that you need. Just to keep a little little bronze on you. That was it. You're not going to inject it. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know why he said that. I don't know. I feel like Fauci's planting this shit in his head to make him sound dumb. Either way, Project, in my opinion, Project Warp Speed was one of the biggest disasters in American history. Like we sped up the medical trials for an experimental vaccine which I got in trouble with because I called it a jab. Apparently only Russians called the shot a jab. Everyone admits it's not a vaccine because it doesn't stop you from getting the virus. The point of a vaccine is it is supposed to inoculate you against the virus. Mm -hmm. COVID doesn't do that. It's a shot. It's a booster. To me, jab, I like it because it doesn't sound good. You don't want to get jabbed. That just kind of sounds like in boxing. That's just a quick punch to the face. A little quick, gloves just slipping, pop, pop. That's the only reason I used it. I got more likes than I have followers off of a basketball player was commenting on Charles Barkley went on a drunk pro-trans rant. I'm not commenting on how I, what I think about what he was saying. I remember when Charles Barkley went on a rant against NBA players like Kyrie Irving and I think this was Chris Isaacson refused to get the jab calling them selfish at a point when I was doing them as heroes. Where they're saying, listen, you're paying me this money either way because the team doesn't compete without me. I'm not taking the damn jab. Charles Barkley, so he can get his multi-million contract on TNT or ESPN or wherever the hell he's paid. He took the easy line and decided to go with Keith Olbermann. Shame. Your fellow NBA players for making a medical decision that, for them, it was never about the money. It wasn't. For a whole lot. For Ice Cube, for the, it was never about the money. But for Charles Barkley now to come out and go on that ramp, I All I said was the jab changes people. By definition, if the jab works, you get vaccinated, now you have immunity. It's changed you. Your body, the reason I am going to spread COVID everywhere is because I haven't got the jab. My body hasn't been changed. I wasn't saying it makes you gay. I wasn't saying it causes autism. I'm not excluding that. I don't know. But I'm saying it does, by definition, it biologically changes you. As soon as you inject something into your body, you are different than you were before you injected the substance in your body. So that's just factually correct. I didn't make any implication as to what the change meant. I just meant if you're the kind of person that's getting the jabs, it changes you. How it changes you? I only got three death threats. I had three. That's right. So I got like 140 likes. People are hard on you on there. Bad. Bad. I got every. I, I got attacked for my my. I got to get a better profile pic. I I got, I got to go through everything. I, I got hammered on everything, but I I ratioed. <laughs> I have more likes than I did detractors. So it's like whatever. As long as people I don't know are wishing me dead, I'm only concerned when they're actually people who could kill me. But yeah, when you're just scrolling through your Twitter feed and all of a sudden someone wishes death upon you, that's that's. You sit back and think for a second, like, what the hell is this? Yeah. What environment? It's a battlefield. This is a gladi- If you don't want death threats, go to threats. Nobody's giving me a death threat ever. I said this jab thing. It was four words. Yeah. Four words. The other one I got a lot of likes on was I told AOC to go to threats. I got like 150 on that. Nice. And no death threats. But I don't think AOC has any supporters on Twitter. And I'm pretty sure this is just a hollow account. I don't know. I'm battling anons and bots. I'm having fun with it. This week we've made. I got. I had a couple tweets that went. 
a little more viral than others, gained a lot of followers. DMing blue checks. I don't know who's a bot and who's not. That's like the new game. I think I, I think a lot of the blue checks are actually bots. Uh, the, I, I have I, to quantify them. I just don't know. Uh, and that's for Elon. I, I hope he can get a, get control over this. Probably not. Twitter's a war field right now. And if you're concerned about your he, your feelings being hurt, just don't sign on. Don't don't waste your time. Um. Yeah, that's where the threads. Did you? We didn't get a chance to talk about this last week. That was Elon Musk. The, well, I want to ask you, what's your opinion of like my? Uh, we did a little last week. What we threads? Talked, threads conversation. Uh, yeah, we talked about it with Ryan. Yeah, yeah. You listened to the episode. I right? have not. No, I had to listen to the hearing all day today. <laughs> I listened to it today. <laughs> no, no I, I remember everything from that. Conversation. I I was late because I the hearing went till seven thirty. Why did you have to see the whole hearing? I, I believe, you, I believe this was very important. And towards the end, Democrats left and allowed Republicans to question back to back to back. So they actually got some good points. They actually like, there's there's crimes here. There's further investigation that needs to be oversaw. We're going to get Devin Archer next week. This was just, are these whistleblowers credible? We're going to do an episode, me and you. Hopefully get Bert here for it. To play, I... I, these clips are not screwed up. I made sure I got them properly. I'm not recording them on my TV through my cell phone. This is... I can't believe you listen to stuff on like double time. If, you're, if you don't, you would never listen to this hearing today. To listen to these very unimpressive, unremarkable house rats ask the same question oh, over you, and over and over. I thought you listened to that live though. I do, but what I'll do is I'll pause it for like 15 minutes. Like if I go to the bathroom or I go to get lunch... I pause it and then I catch up on the 2x speed. So usually every hour, hour and a half, I'll have something that interrupts me for 15 minutes. So I put it on pause on YouTube, do a phone call, whatever, and then go back and just speed it up. When I hear something interesting, I try and remember to slow it down to one and record it. I don't know. I can't always. It's not possible to always do. I try. They talk so slow. They talk like we're talking. A good way you could do it would be to write down the times, and then ideally, I I, I have that. Like we can just go through beforehand and re- screen record them. I have that for for those hearings. I have that, but I don't think we're gonna get time to necessarily do that tonight. We might have to do tomorrow or this weekend. Let me get through the rest of. Oh, this is an interesting one. No label is third party. Have you heard anything about this? Joe Manchin, they had a summit this weekend. It's no, been around for like 10 know. years. It's called No Labels, and the goal is to get on the ballot of all 50 states and essentially run one Democrat, one Republican. Currently, Joe Manchin, the Democratic senator from West Virginia, is being floated as the potential third-party challenger. If, God forbid, there was an RFK, um, Donald Trump, election they're that worried about that if you're looking at the polls i'm looking at craig he's he's 50 50 and if you were to pull joe biden now with no front runner kennedy's the democrats uh, he's lining up but the, he's I, their trump yes he is too he's the 2016 he's the 2024 version of trump where he's running completely alternative media his whole base is off of he can get on I got a whole list. Yeah, let me take. When we end, I'd like you to look at this because I think this is a value. 
I think them taking his podcast down helps him. 100%. As soon, every time YouTube... Mm-hmm. The, look at all the people who currently are on record either interviewing in the past two months, interviewing or endorsing RFK. Blue means they're actually like... It's a ju- list of like 50 people. Well, 50 people that each people have... People can't see it, I'm telling Oh, yeah. Audience. So to run through the list, we got Joe Rogan, Patrick Bet David, um, Russell Brand, Jimmy Dore, uh, David Sachs and Shamoth from the All In podcast, Jordan Peterson, Tucker Carlson, Tulsi Gabbard, Cigar from Breaking Points, Theo Vaughn, Mike Tyson, a bunch of people from Fox, Greg Gutfeld, Redacted, Arbery Marcus, he's a Joe Rogan friend, um, Megan Kelly, The Hill, Elon Musk, the Twitter filers, Tate Brothers, Bitcoin Bros, Gray Zone, Chris Hedges, Trigonometry, Weinsteins, Jim Brewer, Bill Maher, The Rubin Report, Pat McAfee, Kathy Heller, Piers Morgan, Ice Cube, David Smith. We're talking each one of these people has a million, at least, followers. The question before would be, okay... If you're Andrew Yang and you have this cult podcast of a couple million, the problem is is you don't have 100,000 in any one district. To actually score a point on the presidential voting board, you have to be able to get a delegate. Does Russell Brand have enough people in any county that listen to his podcast that'll vote for who he suggests? I don't know. But if you add him with Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Jimmy Dore— between the four of them, they can get a thousand people in Westmoreland County to cast in a mail vote for their candidate. And that's one delegate. And if you do that in every district across this country, that's one third of the vote. You start getting full rosters, full ballots, slates, as they would call them, of delegates, where the only agreement is. These five or six, seven different podcasters are all saying, Patrick Bet David are all saying, this is our guy in Westmoreland County. They can come do comedy shows. Jimmy Dore, what, what, ideally how we would weaponize this is we'd have Russell, like right now Russell Brand and RFK are in a push-up contest or a pull-up contest where the loser has to go on tour with the winner. So if RFK wins, Russell Brand has to go tour swing states with RFK on his rallies. If RFK loses, he has to go on a comedy tour with RFK or with um, uh, Russell Brand. So they got these fun kind of things. But in all reality, if Jimmy Dore, he's coming to Pottsville, Pennsylvania, I believe he's doing Western and Eastern New York. If he's opening, doing a 15-minute promotion of RFK slash attacking the DNC Joe Biden, that's as good of an, that is what a stump speech is. That's what makes you want to go to a rally for free. Like there's a reason that people would stand in line for hours to go listen to Trump speak. It was because he wasn't reading the same speech. He came and gave an hour stand-up. He came and roasted. He did impressions. He did his voices. He went commenting on every the social news of the day, reading through the headlines, and he knew his audience. He could play off the laughs. He's a showman. Yeah. RFK is showing his ability to do that and no there is no democratic candidate right now that can rally. And that's the question is can you make people volunteer their time to listen to you? 
Are you going to elect to spend time out of your day to listen to Joe Biden talk to you, to listen to RFK? Are you going to listen to his podcast for two hours, his voice? Are you going to learn to tolerate that? This is a whole part of the campaigning process that right now, when you're looking on paper. What are the rules in place to uh, keep him out? Well, they could they could just kick him out of the party because he's didn't they release the rules? He's un yes. The last page of the delegate selection process, you have to commit to support the eventual Democratic nominee. You have to sign a pledge. Do you remember when they did this with Trump? Yeah, I remember like it was yesterday. We were looking near beach. I mean, you're having a call. I'm reading Trump's. I don't remember what book. Like how to be a billionaire, and we're sitting like drinking Dosa Keys. I'm saying he can win. We just have. Can he figure out the delegates? Does he have a plan to – there is the race that is winning momentum in front of the American people, and then there is the race of scoring points and collecting delegates. And at first, Trump could only do the first. He needed Paul Manafort to figure out how to run. Is it even possible to collect them on the Democrat side? It is. They're not all bought it's, and paid for? It's not. If you don't make – the problem is if he doesn't get 50%. Let's say he gets the majority. Let's say – Best case scenario, Democrats have until September 15th to pull Joe Biden. September 15th is important. I've mentioned this in the last couple episodes. That's the latest a Democrat can file to run in Iowa, South Carolina, New Hampshire. So if RFK is going to be challenged by anybody but Joe, they have to say so before then. Once that, once you pass those dates, it's a scale where every week another couple states are no longer accessible to you that you can't get on the ballot. You'd have to rely on some kind of right mailing. Yeah, they're not going to let anybody uh, challenge him. No. I think ideally— You don't think they're going to send somebody in? they got to have somebody I, to challenge I, I think RFK, Joe, right? Joe could be pulled before the next time we record. I was hoping today to see some Democrats like AOC pull out the knives a little bit more for him. No. DNC's letting him run. Hunter has dirt on all of them. And they can't pull him, or Hunter is going to bring down the guillotine on them too. If you want to bust him, you got to bust everyone in the neo-colonialist Washington. And Hunter knows that. That's why he left the laptop. The laptop's half the story, folks. I can show you 20 emails here where he refers to text the burner. Do you think there's more Epstein Islands out there? I think there's many more. I, I, I don't even know how active Epstein was in his ring towards the end of his career. He could have exported that to a whole bunch of different people. This is the kind of thing that once you know the dirt, you're in. And the only way you lose your power is if the guy who's in control of yours gets busted. And Epstein killed himself, and we know nothing. I see no reason after what I watched today from that hearing, the Republicans aren't going to get anything on Hunter. It's there. They're not pursuing any way that I would say legitimately is trying to get to the bottom of the truth. It was embarrassing. Towards the end, they got some. Like I said, I, I want to save that for a separate. I got, we're not, I have the videos planned, set in order. I want to cover that in its own. I want to, you can look at this. What do you think happened? What do I think happened with? What, do you, what kind of dirt you think Hunter would be getting on these people? I think that Hunter's laptop. You think, well, yeah, on his laptop. You think there's pictures? Well, no, we, like them. We have his laptop. Yeah, is it? What's the worst stuff that was on his I, laptop? No, Prisma. I saw a lot of the pictures. They no, no, crazy. no. The worst part is, is and that's okay. We guess we can do this. The biggest confusion 
is talking about his addictive tendencies is borderline irrelevant to his role on Barisma. His role on Barisma is the only thing impeachable. But the big misconception that currently the media, the mainstream media is making, is they keep saying that Barisma was a no-show job. They keep saying that this was just, it was he was too stupid, he knew nothing about energy. He had a heavy responsibility in Barisma. Mm-hmm. And it was treasonous, and he failed. And the story of the war in Ukraine is when you look at Burisma on the map, it is currently the area being bombed by both sides. It's eastern Ukraine. It's called the Donbass. And I have a troves of emails here that t- he knew exactly what he was doing. He knew the high risk. This is the cocaine lifestyle. High risk, high reward. Let's go. We're going to the front lines of warfare with Putin in the name of America to take natural gas for Europe. And in his mind, he was psyched up to do that. He did it and then fell off the wagon. And then Russia hacked him and Russia hacked Hillary. And that was the story of 2016 between Hunter and Ashley Madison. That was the first time I was doing my senior thesis when this Euromaidan broke. And it was interesting to be watching it because up until that point, my understanding of Russia was in the 2012 primary or presidential race between Obama and Mitt, they asked Mitt Romney, what do you think the biggest threat is to American national security? And he goes, Russia. Obama laughs him off and goes, the 80s called, they want your foreign policy back. And that was the internet meme. That was the one punch to Mitt Romney's old and out of touch. What do you mean you're concerned about Russia? What is this, the 80s? We were in a Russian problem in forever. Little did we know within a year, Russia would become the blame for every democratic conspiracy for the past decade. Whether we're talking Mahler, whether we're talking Malaysian Air, whether we're talking the Euromaidan Holy 100 Massacre, blowing up the pipeline, little green men moving into Ukraine. What was it this week? Oh, we bombed Russia's bridge to Crimea. The importance of Crimea, it's on the Black Sea. That's where Russia and Ukraine export all of their natural gas and wheat to the rest of Europe. By blowing up this bridge, Russia goes, we're not giving you your wheat. And now Zelensky is saying that Russia is forcing a food shortage on Europe. Well, maybe we shouldn't have blown up his bridge. Maybe that would have not. He he drew red lines and said, if you do this, I have to act. Like this is an act of war. There are innocent civilians stuck on this island that can't get in and out. We'll get more. I, I want to get more into that in a future one. Do you have any more? We did the anti-Semite. We did the no labels. Any other topics that we haven't got to right now? I don't got none. Sick Alec. <sighs> yeah. Let's let's save this. Um, but stop recording. I want you to take a look at this, though, and I'll try and explain my plan here. For future episodes. I think this should be put behind a paywall of some sort. Are you going to type it up or is it just going to be handwritten like that? No, no, you wouldn't sell it handwritten like this. What I'm saying (laughs) is, is the way this is set up now is I can do 20 minutes on every block. 
for two pages. It's 20 chapters if it were a book. I'm sorry, hold on. It's 20 chapters if it were a book. I could do 20 minutes talking based off these bullet points. A, B, C, D, I have like three points that I'm breaking it up in each chapter. So this is chapter one, that one little block. That's it expanded out. I have it in notebook oh, form, but it's one of those, for me to write it, it would take me multiple months. If we were just to spend a weekend, to record a, it. a couple of days just going through it. You want to put the whole episodes behind a paywall. I'd like to break them up and maybe put half of them. Maybe do one, like if we did like tonight, if we did the, what I was just talking about with the Euro My Dawn, then maybe I put Hunter's emails. Where do you put them behind a paywall? We could either do subscription service from Twitter, Substack, or, or Rumble, or um, on, not OnlyFans, Locals. That's what David Rubin currently does his own. Because the goal is, is I want people to interact with this. For some reason, the news isn't talking about it. But if I can give you evidence that Hunter was in the Navy the year leading up to the Euromaidan, which was a military coup, I don't know enough about the military. I need somebody who served and actually been through this process to, if you're directly commissioned, there's only a handful of people a year that are given this honor. Hunter Biden at the age of 43 is sent in the Eastern Europe on behalf of the Navy to steal Russian oil? I don't think Congress ever supported that. That was really missing. When we voted Obama back, I didn't... I was trying to move out of the Middle East. I didn't know that we were going farther into Russia's teeth. We are going right into their backyard and taking their number one resource? And that to boot, you're going to put a junkie? You're going to put somebody who he's going to have to deal with Nazis because when you kicked the Russians out during your insurrection, the Nazis took over control. If Hunter's going to be dealing with them, he's going to be exposed to all kinds of drugs. And to take someone who has Hunter's history and put him in that position. Let me end on this one little note. And that's where the issue that Congress is doing is they're citing his laptop. His laptop is going to be considered fruit of the poisonous limb. You can just cite his book and use his laptop as a reference check without admitting it to evidence. Today, Marjorie Taylor Greene carried around posters of Hunter Newt as her evidence of his corruption. For me, my concern is the whole debate is Hunter had a no-show job and his dad knew nothing about it. When Hunter's asked, and he volunteers in his book that he published before his laptop came out. He left his laptop beforehand, put the book out, the laptop gets made known later. Did I make a mistake by taking a seat on the board of a, of a Ukrainian gas company? No. Did I display a lack of judgment? No. Would I do it again? No. I did nothing unethical and have never been charged with wrongdoing. In our current political environment, I don't believe it would make any difference if I took that seat or not. I'd be attacked anyway. What I do believe in this current climate is that it wouldn't matter what I did or didn't do. The attacks weren't intended for me. They were meant to wound my dad. He understands that, of course. 
far better than I do. Whenever I apologized to him for bringing so much heat onto his campaign, he responded by saying how sorry he was for putting me on the spot, for bringing so much heat onto me, especially at a time when I was so determined to get well. If Joe Biden did not know what his son was doing, why would, be, why would he be apologizing to him for putting him in that spot to begin with? The whole argument here is, is it should have been Bo. Bo was the one without the addiction. He was the one with the clean record. He was the one that also got brain cancer, very unfortunately, right before this happened. And he would die within a year of the deal. Hunter all of a sudden decides, I'll join the military. I'll fill Bo's spot. Except Hunter couldn't stay clean. And his argument right here is, is that my dad knew I was a recovering addict. To put me in this position was very dangerous. And that's where you can sympathize with Hunter. Is because they threw him onto the front lines of a turf war with Russia. And this guy was not qualified. It's not that he's dumb. And it's not that it was a no-show job. He wasn't qualified to do this. And right here in his own book, he just said when him and his dad would talk about it, he apologized for putting him in that situation. So you're going to tell me that Joe had no idea what, his, what was going on with the son? He threw him to the wolves. And he got eaten up. Mm-hmm. But he didn't get punished. Right now, the Ukrainian people are getting punished. The people of eastern Ukraine that have been bombed for 10 years. The people of western Ukraine, they're getting dragged into war, being fodder for Nazis on the front line. Those are the people that are punished. Meanwhile, <laughs> that's the biggest political de- debate my dad and I had for a month. Who should apologize to whom? If he didn't know what was going on, what's the debate? Mm-hmm. This is an admission on page 137 of Beautiful Things. Well, you don't need his laptop. I have this right here. If you can get me Devin Archer or Robinson Walker, we can have a conversation. Is Was it understood that when someone talked to Hunter about business, they were also talking to his dad? He was speaking on behalf of his dad. And if that's the case, and he was talking to foreign governments, then he needed to represent himself as a foreign agent. And he needed to pay taxes through Farah on that. And he never did. That was what the hearing today was supposed to be about, is that all attempts to locate this crime, this is outside of the Statue of Libertations. When this discussion had, you can't charge him anymore. It was over seven years ago. And the question is, what the whistleblowers are saying, is that the Delaware AG intentionally scuttlebust this and made it so we're just getting it now, and none of this can be admitted into evidence. Can you use it to not elect him? I'm not. I'm Team Hunter. I don't care if he's arrested. I want him to sing. I want him to snitch. And right now, if he wanted to take Congress, look at look how cute he is. Just saying they hold his dad's finger. The cover, the co- everything about this book is ridiculous. The fact that he was under FBI investigation by three different things and decided to put this out. It was pretty much a look at this, you can't touch me. You can't just flex name Obama. Everyone's names just riddled throughout this thing. Half stories. And the, what's fun about it is you can use it with the laptop to fact check the laptop. Like some of the stories I found, I just had a name that kept popping up in here. I figured, well, let's punch it into the 100-mile laptop search. Oh, what do you know? One of these rehab facilities that he wants to go to, they're getting accused of pedophilia. So they need to contact Google about how to suppress the story back in 2015 in Google. And they ha- Hunter has a, he has a website because apparently he was accused of killing someone in Ukraine over natural gas. He puts this in, in, in an email. And he goes, yeah, I needed this story suppressed, so I called this Ryan Tui character, Fusion, Fusion, FSI, Fusion something. And they throttle the story. 
they push it down on the Google search bar. They put other stories up that make sure they pop up on the top of the feeds. This has been going on for a decade. That's where the Twitter files. How long has Twitter been editing information about Ukraine? Has this been since 2014? Because I found zero head stories that are pretty damning. Mention the Nazis directly. That the whole issue was after you're on my dawn, you kick the Russians out, who's in charge? The gangs, it was Russian police versus Nazi gangs. That's the crime dynamic in Ukraine. It always was. When the Russian police were fired and slaughtered on the Euromaidan, that left a power vacuum that the Nazis filled in. And it was Hunter's job to make sure that Burisma, the Nazi gas factory, wasn't completely taken over. We'll get more on that on episodes. Like I said, I'd like to put these, I'd like to do one, like one for free, one behind like a once a week, like pay once a month, two or three dollars. And I'll post one of these once a week. And interact, anybody who subscribes, I'd like, if you have more details, I have some open questions. There were just some things that are outside of my... Why don't you just my, post one and then put the rest behind a paywall? I th- just leave it that way. I, I'd like to, at some point this weekend, to actually do this first one here. I have it completely written out. I think that's number one. I got one and two. Already completely sources cited, everything. We'd be run to, good to go clean. All right, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Later, people. We covered a lot.